When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast for the Indianapolis Colts. He becomes the 17th all-time head coach for the Chicago Bears. Who is next for the Colts? How are our members of the Chicago media kind of having fun with this hire? What are the Hoosiers going to do tomorrow? How about Championship Sunday? Purdue gets a win. Mark Boyle tells the truth. We got a lot to talk about on Breakfast with Kent today for Friday, January 28, 2022. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Michael Neal is the best. You know that. Give him a call. Make your Friday count. Hire a great dentist. 317-849-2933 is the number. Let's talk sports. Shall we hit the subscribe button, like, ring the bell, do all that stuff? I appreciate it. Okay, Eberflus, gone. I don't think it's a terrible thing. I'm okay with it. I have not been a fan ever of Ben Don't Break. I like getting aggressive. I like confusing a quarterback. I like making, moving the football uncomfortable for an opposing offense. That really wasn't Eberflus's thing. He was about creating turnovers, and the Colts got good at it. With 33 turnovers this past year, that was number 22 in the NFL, but what they were not terribly good at was getting off the field on third down, right? Causing third down to become fourth down. 19th in the league in third down defensive efficiency. 25th in the league in red zone defense. Yikes, right? Fourth quarter scoring. Let's not even talk about fourth quarter scoring. That is going to drive Bear fans crazy. By the way, Chicago media, I love it. Um, John Greenberg tweeted that Virginia McCaskey issued the edict that uh, Ryan be hired, Ryan Poles be hired as the replacement in the GM position and that Matt Eberflus be hired as the head coach uh, because she's tired of learning new names. She's 99, wanted Orion as the GM, Matt as the head coach, replacing Matt Nagy. Very, very funny. All right, here are some candidates for the Colts. And these are the, you know, traditional names that you bring up. Guys who are on the street who would do a good job, yes. But I don't think that Chris Ballard is going to go in this direction. 
he's the kind of guy who kind of beats the brush to find the next guy. And he did that the last time when the Colts tabbed Matt Eberflus, who was the linebackers coach with the Cowboys, to become the defensive coordinator. I think it's going to be a guy completely off the list. But here is the list of guys who are being kind of bandied about. Mike Zimmer, who's a head coach with the Vikings. You know what? Uh, The Vikings' defense um, was not good this past year. Not terribly good. And, And so that's part of the reason that he got fired. Yeah, guys were on the street for a reason, right? They didn't get fired because their defenses were awesome or because as head coaches, they were awesome. Jim Schwartz, how does Reich feel about his former colleague with the Eagles? Interesting. He was a former Lions head coach. Didn't seem to be like well-suited to being a head coach, but a really good defensive coordinator, no doubt about that. How about Don Martindale, former Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator? Couldn't come to an agreement on an extension this uh, brief offseason, and so the Ravens said, adios, this is a guy that people call Wink. I hate nicknames like this. Look, I know that Wink Martindale was a game show host. He hosted Gambit, uh, among other game shows. And, and so just because a guy's last name is Martindale, you call him Wink? I hate non-creative nicknames like that. Hate them. I refused to call Matt Eberflus Flus. Hey, Flus, like we're buddies. Please. I'm not calling this man Wink if they hire him. He's Don Martindale. That's his name. This, by the way, a peccadillo shared by uh, Mark Boyle, who loathes nicknames. He calls people by their given names. That's it. He does some other stuff. We'll go over that a little bit later in the show. Uh, But Don Martindale is really aggressive. He would be a great get for the Colts. I would stand on my head and and sing the Colts fight song if there is such a thing, if uh, Jim Irsay, Chris Ballard, Sid, Frank Reich can get Don Martindale as a defensive coordinator. He is like the non-Matt uh, Eberflus. He gets after the quarterback, uses linebackers man-to-man, and then bring pressure from all over the place and confuse the living hell out of <clears throat> opposing offenses, opposing quarterbacks. You got to have good guys. You got to have good personnel to be able to run his defense. When he doesn't have personnel, they fail. And if you've got injury issues like the Ravens did this past year, it's just no good. How about Sean Desai? He is the former Bears defensive coordinator. We think, I don't think that Matt Eberflus is going to keep Sean Desai around. He's young, aggressive. Uh, The Seahawks asked to interview him for their defensive coordinator position. Um, Only forced 16 turnovers last year. He's a Vic Fangio disciple. When Fangio left the Bears to uh, go to the Broncos, they kept Desai and then elevated him him into the D.C. position this past year. Um, number three in passing yards against, though, 49 sacks, 18 and a half were notched by Robert Quinn. Quinn was not good last year. This past year, he was really good. Is that Sean Desai or was that Robert Quinn? That's the question you got to answer. Same thing with kind of with uh, the 49ers and their defense. 
Is it about Bosa or is it about the scheme? And is it repeatable someplace else? Then you got Vic Fangio. Why hire Sean Desai when he can go get Vic Fangio himself? The last year he was a defensive coordinator for the Bears in 2018. They were great. They were really good defensively. Um, Number one in uh, points against, number one in turnovers. They had the number one rushing defense, number seven passing defense. He's still in the running for some head coaching jobs after getting blown out with the Broncos. Jaguars reportedly talking to Vic Fangio. I hope he does not get the head coaching gig with the Broncos. I think he's a terrific football mind, and we know him from his time here. He was the reason Jim Mora got fired back in 2001. Bill Pullian told Jim Mora to fire Vic Fangio. Jim Mora said, pass. I'm not firing Vic Fangio. Bill Pullian said, pass. You're fired. Now Vic Fangio's fired. How you like them apples? Nice. (laughs) Bill Pullian, man. Don't say no to Bill Pullian if you want to keep your job. So there you go. There's some names to think about. The Ravens, they hired Mike McDonald as their new defensive coordinator, replacing Don Martindale. He was a defensive coordinator at Michigan. He had come from the Ravens to work at Michigan, Harbaugh to Harbaugh, as a defensive coordinator for the Wolverines, now going back to the Ravens and working for uh, John Harbaugh. Indiana, Maryland, tomorrow afternoon, Going to be fantastic. I can't wait. Maryland number 79 is ranked by Ken Palm. However, they've won their last two uh, against Illinois and then at Rutgers. So they're getting better. They're playing better basketball. They got a point guard named Fats Russell. You would think because of his name, Fats Russell, kind of a bloated guy. No, not so much. He's 5'11", 165. Again, nicknames have got to make sense. You can't call a 5'11", 165-pound guy fats. You can't. Um, You know what? Uh, Ken Palm says that this game is going to be 68-66 Hoosiers. Indiana kind of needs this game. Indiana's facing uh, a portion of the schedule where they got to get kind of ahead of things a little bit. They've got this game against Maryland. Then they've got a week off before they play Illinois at Assembly Hall, the Assembly Hall in Bloomington, not the Assembly Hall in, uh, in Illinois at, at Champaign-Urbana. Anyway, this is a time for Indiana to get busy, get a nice road win, and build that tournament resume. The more wins they can stack now, the less important games like the season finale against Purdue at Mackey Arena ugh, are going to be. Speaking of Purdue... They beat Iowa last night, 83-73 in Iowa City. Uh, Jaden Ivey, 15 points off the bench, coming off that hip flexor injury that he suffered against Indiana in Bloomington. Uh, 22 minutes. Man, Jaden Ivey's really good. He'd look great in a Pacers uniform, wouldn't he? We'll talk about that in a minute. Isaiah Thompson led the Boilers last night with 18 points. Uh, Purdue now 6-3 in the Big Ten. Iowa is 4-5. Fran McCaffrey, who red-faced. As always, Fran McCaffrey gets angry. I usually don't mind guys getting angry, but he gets so angry. Fran, calm down just a little bit. Calm, take a deep breath, sit. Maybe that'll help. Just a tip. Uh, Pacers tonight in Oklahoma City. 
two of the worst teams in the NBA as it stands right now. Mark Boyle, according to the Indianapolis Star, went crazy. Not crazy. He, he just got descriptive as he uh, talked about the Pacers and their loss to the Hornets, which is impossible to sugarcoat, right? Boyle called the Pacers' effort putrid, used a... Uh, uh, Mark Boyle's got a metal thesaurus. So whatever putrid means, there is a lot of synonyms for putrid that followed as Mark Boyle described what happened the other night against the Hornets as they set their all-time record for points scored at 158. How about scoring 126 points and losing by 32? That doesn't happen every day. Here's what you're going to get from Mark Boyle. All right, you're going to get honesty from Mark Boyle. Mark Boyle is not going to diminish who he is by trying to sugarcoat what they are. We need to be able to trust the voices that describe the action for the franchises who employ them. If you say, you know, yes, they struggled tonight, but by God, they'll be back at it against Oklahoma City. Nobody's going to believe you. And if nobody believes you, what is the point? Mark Boyle has built over 30-plus years in central Indiana calling Pacers basketball a trust level with fans that is really, really important and compelling and is part of Mark Boyle's DNA. He is a great broadcaster, a great play-by-play guy, wonderful at what he does, still after all these years. A lot of guys after all these years and making their bones kind of take it all, you know, eh, we'll call the game. It's, it's about me. It's about my brand. For Mark Boyle, it's never about his brand. What it's about is about the art of describing a basketball game on the radio at the highest level, and that's how he has stayed on top of his game for as long as he has. He is the best, to me, that has done it at the local level. There might be guys who are better known because of the franchise for whom they work, guys like Johnny Most, you know what, Uh, Chick Hearn, others, but Mark Boyle, to me, is the best at it. And that he thinks enough of us and enough of himself to describe the play of the franchise he describes, maybe to his own peril, being honest to his own peril, that should earn our respect and our allegiance, both to the franchise and to Mark Boyle as a broadcaster. If he didn't tell the truth, his head would pop off. His head would just explode. He is a truth teller. That's what Mark Boyle does, and that's what Mark Boyle did the other night. Good for the Pacers for having the foresight and reason to stick with Mark Boyle despite, and maybe because of, his willingness to be honest about Pacers basketball this season. Really, really a a great guy and a great broadcaster. Uh, AFC Championship, NFC Championship, both games on Sunday. Championship Sunday is about as much fun as you can possibly have. You've got the Rams minus three and a half against the 49ers. That's the nightcap. Game starts at 630. I'm taking the Rams. They're at home. They are the better offense. Uh, Cooper Cup is terrific. Stafford has a great rapport with him. Chiefs minus seven against the Bengals at Arrowhead. I'm taking the Chiefs all day and twice on Sunday. I don't see any way the Chiefs don't pulverize the Bengals. They are not ready for their moment in the spotlight. 
Joe Burrow is going to play in Super Bowls. It is just not going to be this year. All right, birthdays on another cold, cold January Friday. Uh, Kent Preston, no relation, celebrating a birthday. Paul Bogdanoff, happy birthday. The great Fred Nation celebrating a birthday. And Sandy Cohn, if today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That is best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift each other. Let's go. Have a great Friday. Talk to you later this afternoon.